Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. Thank you. Wow. Wow, we're so good. We should be singers. We should be. I mean, we are. We we are singers. We're theater kids who decided to do a mystery podcast. We're the Mystery Files Theater Podcast. That's a spell. Basically. We go, hey guys, <laughs> this is the Mystery Files Podcast. I, I just realized, why didn't why have we never done that as like our uh, slogan? Like, theater kids doing doing mysteries like i don't know why that'd be a good idea because every time people are like oh you have a podcast what's it about i'm always like mysteries oh we do niche mysteries like a little bit of true crime a little bit of this because it's true but it's like it just goes on and on Mm -hmm. i could just be like two theater two loud theater kids loud theater people (laughs) being crazy on the internet being crazy online. Talking about spooky stories. And people listen to it. They do. Thank for, you. Shout for, out to you, you for listening. Shout out to you. I Imagine. We just go, hey you, you're listening. <laughs> I see you. We just start freaking them out. I see you're in your car. We see you. We're across the street waving. We get them all paranoid. Wherever wherever you listen to us <laughs> with your full paranoia of our voice of our voices in your ear. Yeah. In the I'm car. under your bed. Under, under your bed? I'm like under the Boogeyman movie? Yeah, I'm everywhere. Aww. I'm outside your I window. Cover the Boogeyman. I'm taking that. Okay, I'll You can't do it. that. Cool, I got it. Unless that's this week. <gasps> no. <laughs> I know. We'll see. We'll see. Hardy, Are you excited that a week from now we're mm-hmm. going to know if we won Best Podcast? <gasps> oh my god. Are you excited? I actually forgot about it. I forgot that was that soon. <laughs> I didn't even know what date. I don't know what. Uh, day it is. is that what i'm trying to say yeah what day of the month it is how are we already basically out of september right i don't even know it started it was september 1st and i was like i've decorated already. yeah now and it's like, like now i don't know what it is well exactly like whenever we were like getting all those votes in august i was like oh september's gonna like go so slow and it's yeah. like almost here already like, like we're gonna know, know next happened. week so happy september and not happy september because it's almost done so yeah crazy I think, <laughs> I think i said this last week on the podcast but um if if we don't make top three, if we better win, we better but if win. we don't even make top three, yeah. P- our friends and family and loved ones have been lying to us. Yeah, they have been fully lying they about never voting voted for once. us. They never voted once. I will. I will knock down each of their doors. I'll send a really nice letter. That's mean. That's mean. To yeah, who? to everyone. To everyone. To we every know. Ever, every person I've ever known. I'll start sending Facebook messages. I'll go that far. We'll you, know, throw- <laughs> you know how many friends we have on Facebook? I bet we have a lot. You know, on LinkedIn, you're supposedly supposed to have this huge network. <laughs> Five likes. You're joking. Where were you, LinkedIn oh people? Oh my god. I'll shout it out because LinkedIn sucks. Yeah, I'm no ambassador for LinkedIn. Can I, can I tell you something <laughs> so funny? What? I, okay, listen. It is a great thing to be, like, nominated for, like, best <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But when I was making marketing posts for it, um... Oh no. When I was like saying like, hey guys, we could use your help for this. We're nominated for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a few a few people thought we already won. Because oh. I got a lot of comments like, oh my god, this is huge. You're like, did you read it? <laughs> did you read it? I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, oh best podcast, cool. I'm like, no, you could literally vote and make us bed po- best podcast, but like, instead you're saying congrats without no, doing anything. Yeah, we're like we're manifesting like yeah. congrats on the honor of being nominated, but the way they have worded it that it's like it is not that. Like they did not read it. Yeah. They read 
most of it. People on LinkedIn are whack, for the <laughs> record. I don't even know. I mean, thank you to all the people who genuinely meant congrats. Thank you to all the people who went out and voted. We appreciate you. We just like to play little devil's advocate, you know, stir up But the read, thought. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe do some reading. Maybe do some reading before you say congrats. I don't know. I feel like that in any element. Like, you make a really long Facebook post, people are like, oh my god, cool. And I'm like, you know, maybe the end. <laughs> this is I what loses it. us best podcast, me yeah. complaining about us people literally tearing congratulating tearing us. the people apart on the internet. We love no. you the most, but also... No, we've received so much love, though, so I really yeah. do appreciate it. Um, I also feel like we've become a little more well-known with yeah. stuff. Like, people just being like, wait, you have a podcast? I was like, yes, yeah. for, like, the last two years. No, wait, you have a podcast? It's like, where have you been? Where have you been? This is, this been here, done that. I'm still doing yeah. it, you know? You think, you think I just hang out with Tiffany for fun? I wish. <laughs> I wish. We do that, too. Like, every once in a while, <laughs> Also, I forgot to tell you, I went, to, by the way, people, I went to Florida last week, cool beans, right? Anyway, I went to this coffee shop, and they mm-hmm. had, like, a really cute um, little sketchbook that, like, any person who went there could, like, sketch in it, and Ooh. I put follow at the mystery files <gasps> underscore, and I put, like, You're a genius. with your host, Tiffany and Logan. You're a genius. So, oh, my God. And then I also wore my tote bag, the mystery files tote bag, like, everywhere, so people got that advertising. Did anyone see it? Like, oh, this is cute. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. So if you oh go to St. Pete and you find the coffee shop that it's in, let me well, know. Well, maybe that's why we got followers this past week. Because I was I was looking. We got a couple of uh, more followers. I should see if they're, the they're located in Florida. That'd be so funny. <laughs> it was. I put it in the front of the book, and then I also put it like in a random page that I was doodling on. Yeah. So if you see it. We get some alligators, we, like, following us. Listen, I was so desperate to see an alligator this entire time <laughs> I was there, right? And we come across, like, this little thing that you go upstairs, and it's, like, an, an animal sanctuary, and you mm-hmm. go up there, and it stinks so bad. Ugh. And it was, like, 15 or $20 to go in and see the alligators, but I didn't want to spend money, so I looked through the little window and saw them for a second, and I left. <laughs> but I was like, you alligators! You said, I'm content. I'm content. They're so cute. Man, do they stink. <laughs> I'm like, you have a whole building just to, like, these alligators are just, just chilling. Just to stink up the it's place. It's stinky! I'm like, plus, I feel like that can't be very good for the alligators. We're gonna be yeah. real, so I don't want to pay towards it to, like... Look at this little alligator that's trapped in this little confinement when right. it should be running wild in Florida. <laughs> running the streets of F- Florida. Yeah. That's what I want. I wanted to see one, like, <laughs> creep out of a little lake, you know? Aww. But I didn't see none of that. I was disappointed. We should find some alligator mysteries, like, some really, like, crazy paranormal yeah. stuff, like a ghost alligator oh or something. Oh, my God. It goes chomp, chomp. I'd throw up. That's so cute. Aw. Like, yeah. hungry, hungry hippo, but alligators. Hungry, hungry alligator. But make it ghosts. Make it goes i think i think that goes i think that uh, makes sense yeah i think so too i love the gators (laughs) little ghost gators ghostly gators that'd be a cute little cartoon um so (laughs) this is same as threat files but it's also the the summer summer tapes tapes, but it's also season finale as of the day of this is being posted it will be the last day of summer and it is so hot outside. You're fully wearing like a sweater and like sweatpants. sweatpants. I'm wearing like short shorts and a Kirby tank top. We can't decide what time of the year it is. It's gonna be cold this weekend though. It was so like 85 like, though today. I'm sick of it. I was that. burning. I want to wear a sweater outside. Me too. I'm sick of the heat. Like, I want. So I like being many warm, but I like when I can like choose to be warm. Like I want to wear all the sweaters and get all snuggly. Exactly. I don't want to walk no. outside and die. Well, I bought sweaters, like, all summer long, and uh-huh. I haven't had the chance to wear them yet. I would like the opportunity. Oh, yeah. my God, I can this weekend. <gasps> I know. 
I was. It's gonna be cold on Saturday. We're going to Kenya oh, on Saturday. Oh, I have to wear layers, don't I? Darn, it's gonna be so cute. I'm so excited. Oh my god, and it's gonna be windy on the roller coasters. <gasps> We're gonna be so cold. Yay! Aww. Aww. <laughs> little crisp air. I'm so excited. But yeah, this is the last episode of the summer tapes. I almost said the mystery files. Can you imagine? I, ever. This is actually this is the it. last episode ever. I mean, it could be. You never know when your last day on Earth listen, is. Listen, Logan, don't even <laughs> say that. No, listen. You need to hear how psychotic this is. I was up last night panicking, freaking out, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if anyone knows, like, a weird omens in life and that kind of stuff, but yesterday, basically, Stephanie was sending me these Snapchats about, she kept hearing, like, this random, like, bell. This, no. this random ringing of a bell, like a doorbell. And she was convinced, like, it was her doorbell, but she kept going out and no one was there, and she heard it, like, five different times. So she was, like, freaking out and, like, waiting for Caleb to get home, yada, yada, yada. And so I never heard, like, what happened after that, but she was hearing this bell, so I know that. This Whoa. morning, I wake up, I kid you not, No. I hear a bell. No, I'm, no, But ma'am. I didn't tell Stephanie this, because then I was freaking out, because I've heard, like, either it can be a sign of, like, someone's gonna die... Or it can be a sign that, like, oh, someone wants to, like, you should welcome something into your life that's unexpected. So, like, Well, I, you better welcome something into I your know, life unexpectedly. So, like, I'm hoping it was that. But, like, you can imagine me up. It was, like, four in the morning. And I wrote in my notes in case something bad happened. Like, oh, my gosh. That I, that I heard this bell. You're like, save me. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was, like, waiting all day for something. I'm not, not going to say it. Nothing bad is going to happen. Nothing like, bad is going to happen. But now I'm, I was, like, freaked out because Stephanie heard it and then I heard it. But <laughs> I don't know because if it was in my subconscious, like, me waking up and hearing it in my dream. Mm-hmm. But I definitely woke up and heard like it. Like, psyching yourself out or something. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it yeah. was just weird that, like, I woke up. Like, I heard a bell and I woke up. So, Ooh. like, I don't know if it was in my dream, but I don't normally have, like, Mm-mm. crazy auditory hallucinations in my sleep. But I woke yeah. up to that and I'm hoping it's something welcoming. But you saying, That's you don't not... know when your last day is. I'm like, don't say that. <laughs> I'm too freaked out by the bell. So it if better... something happens, know that I heard a bell, and Stephanie also heard bells yesterday, and I'm scared. But I didn't tell her, because I don't want to freak her out. So, she hears on the podcast, she hears, but... <laughs> it better it better be something welcoming, because I'm not trying to get a final destination uh, at the amusement listen, park on Saturday. I was, I was deeply thinking about this. I don't think it could be you, and I don't think it could be any of, like... Mm. my close friends because i feel like yeah, I don't, i'm gonna live forever yeah i don't want to manifest this but i feel like if it were like the fact that stephanie and i both my twin stephanie and i both heard this it would probably be someone that we both are know and cl- are close to you know what i mean but mm-hmm. i don't want to manifest that no one is going to die yeah no one is nothing's no. going to happen i think maybe something positive is going to happen in both of our lives like an award of some kind. Stephanie goes, oh, I was really waiting for the Mr. Pounce to win. <laughs> I wanted to welcome a win for you guys. I'm sure that's what the positive thing would be. It doesn't have to do with the baby I just had. <laughs> yeah, the miracle um, of life. The miracle of life. Oh, maybe it's that. But I feel like it's something unexpected. Maybe. I was also reading it could be a guardian angel. Maybe you're like, going to have a baby. Don't. <laughs> don't manifest that kind of energy in my life. I don't want none of that. Not. Take it back. Revoke. Revoke. <laughs> Disgusting. But yeah. So, already starting with creepy vibes today. So I'm excited to get into a creepy case. I'm excited to that hear about it. That makes me a little less scared for my life. <laughs> I'm so excited to know. Is it quirky? It's um, probably not quirky. It's quirky. I will give a warning that Logan did something very similar to this. And I convinced... Oh. Like, I remember I told you a couple weeks... Like, whatever it was. When I was figuring out this case that I was like, I had a fear that you might have done the same case. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, I had a fear you had done the same case. So I listened to this one case back, and I was like, oh, it's not that, so it's not the same case. 
and then I was going back over it, and then I realized that there was oh a case God, very similar no. to what you, a different case we've done very recently. So I'm just going to heat so that warning. It's a similar vibe, but it's a it's different... It's keeping cohesion, though. Yeah. That's what's important. Yeah, but it's very different. So, like, keep mm-hmm. listening if you recognize it, but basically okay. it's that. So Should I give a little drum roll for you? Give a little drummy, and Go I'm right ready. Already. <gasps> this week on The Mystery Files Presents The Summer Tape, we are getting into the case of... The Montauk Project. The Montauk bam, bam, bam. Can you Was try that, to guess what case it's similar to? Um, is it the 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 eleven one I did, the Stargate Project? Yes, yes. Yeah, it okay. is. It is. All right. I just literally could not remember the name of that case, and I had to like go down, and I was like, "Wait, it's that case I'm thinking of." It's, and, it's eleven. Yeah, and this case does make mention of the Stargate Project, so we know okay. they are two very separate things. Mm-hmm. But like, it has a similar vibe. So you lie. Like, you want to know like it's Papa. similar? You are like Papa. <laughs> but yeah, similar vibes. So just so you know, if you okay, if you want more of that? Here it is. Oh, but we got some sci-fi today. We We're on the sci-fi ma- channel. Is that a good sci-fi noise? Wow! 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 Oh, I got it! I got it! Wow! Wow! Wait. I what? sound like a lightsaber, kind of. Wait, I Wong. think... Wow. That's not what people are uh, here for. <laughs> I might def- be. I'm definitely not. <laughs> I know I am, though. Good for you. <laughs> so, okay, let's get into it. This is Inside the Montauk Project, the U.S. military's alleged mind control program. Bam, bam, bam. Let's get into it. Okay. So this was a project that was allegedly conducted on the east end of Long Island during the Cold War. Project Montauk was a secret military experiment to develop psychological warfare with abducted children. So Abducted children? Abducted. Right off the bat. Yeah. Right off the bat. They were going to conduct experiments on abducted children. Oh my gosh. I didn't... That wasn't in Stargate, right? Like, because they, were, they no. were voluntary. They were voluntary. That's crazy. So, like, this has similar aspects to that, but it's mm-hmm. very different, as you can already tell. Yeah, but, like, yeah. already it's, like, a grim, grimmer start of, like, yeah. abducting kids for the sake, sake, sake of the of case. experiments. So, it mm-hmm. is very similar to, like, Elle from Stranger Things mm-hmm. so far. I don't... Mm-hmm. She was abducted, right? From when she was born? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, what happened. snatched. Yeah. That's, like, the whole season four, I think, premise to... Oops, yeah. sorry. Spoiler. Well, they knew. It's been out. It's... it's Get alive. You know. <laughs> Get out. Come on. Binge watch like the rest of us. <laughs> so, the Montauk Project just might be the motherload of lesser-known conspiracy theories. Time travel, teleport- teleportation, and mind control are all integral to the story, while contact with aliens and the staging of Apollo moon landings add color to an already wild stream of events. So, like, they're talking about other different crazy conspiracy theories. Like, this is one of the biggest as well. That's mm-hmm. lesser-known. So, yet, even after all that, and the fact that it inspired the Netflix series Stranger Things, relatively few have even heard of the Montauk Project's story. So, how is it that the Montauk Project, which purports the shadowy elements of the U.S. military, turned a pair of military installations on the far reaches of Long Island into a hub of illicit, chilling research into the paranormal has gone overlooked? So they have, like, some research into the paranormal with these abducted children experience. So it gets crazy. Oh my god. So, perhaps it's because the story originated in sources that are dubious, even by conspiracy theory standards. Though even if the Montauk Project itself is fiction, which it surely could be, we don't know yet. Yeah. uh, The Central Intelligence Agency's documented history of disturbing experiences like the ones supposedly carried out at Montauk means that this theory will stay intriguing for the few who actually know it. 
And with the popularity of Stranger Things firmly established, perhaps the Montauk Project's time in the spotlight must finally be just around the corner. So let's get into the bizarre origins of the Montauk Project story. The Montauk Project narrative got its start in earnest in 1992 with a self-published book by Preston B. Nichols called The Montauk Project Experiments in Time. There were already rumors that the American military had been conducting experiments in psychological warfare on the eastern end of Long Island as far back as the mid-1980s. So Nichols' book added fuel to an already existing fire. Mm. So both Camp Hero and the Montauk Air Force Station, the Army transferred a portion of Camp Hero to the Air Force after World War II, were said to be the hubs of this paranormal research. So they're saying, like, these there's different hubs with the military that are hubs for, like, paranormal research. I'm like, that would be so fun. That That's really cool. Isn't that a... That's, I almost said that's just like <laughs> X-Files, but I've never seen X-Files, so I can't it, say. It has X-Files vibes. It's it different, does. but it has, like, this could be a plot in one of the X-Files episodes. My gosh. It, it might already be. There's just so many episodes of that. Just, like, a section for each area. Like, you're just hanging out with Casper, oh like, or something. Like, I Godzilla's in the next room. Oh, <laughs> Casper. He's the cutest little guy ever. I love it. <laughs> I also, um, I was gonna say, I yeah. love that, like, the thing with the book. I love how, like, I think this has come up in other cases we've talked about, but I love that, like, if you want to drop, like, a hot, like, commodity about, like, something that's, like, happened in the world, Mm -hmm. you, um, you drop a book. You just drop a book, yeah. Like, oh, I want to expose the government? I'm dropping this book. It's going to go crazy. I'm afraid they're going to get, like, in trouble with the government by, like, I'm exposing your secrets. It's just, like, now our modern day version of that is I'm going to drop a tweet. But yeah. then it's like, I'm gonna drop this book and I'm it's gonna, gonna be straight book. fire. Straight crazy facts. <laughs> it's like, okay, crazy. Also, like, I don't know whether how they find all of their information for this. How are they getting access to records? Like, mm. I'm intrigued to know what their research process was like. That's, that's kind of fun. Yeah. To be real. So Honestly, it is. He went his way out writing this whole book. And he begins by saying that he wrote the book after, quote, recovering memories of his time as a researcher for the project. And then goes on to give an account detailing the interior of the facilities, its procedures, oh. advanced technologies, and numerous paranormal incidents he claims to have witnessed. So, like, this guy saw it with his own eyes. Do they do they know why he can't remember a lot? Did they try to, like, brainwash him? Or was they it just kind of, like, old age, just kind of, like, or well, trauma, trauma? It seems, too. like, recovered. It might be they did something to try to... Oh, to keep him yeah. at bay. Like, yeah. it could be brainwashing. It could be threats leading to trauma it could be mm-hmm. any sort of thing and like maybe some way to push it. down all those like scary things you saw while yeah. working there but brainwash i feel like that makes a lot of sense especially if this is like very advanced technology and procedures this facility is trying to hide yeah. from like the rest of the world it makes sense that mm-hmm. he would be brainwashed into like not remembering it no exactly creepy creepy so after the book's publication others start coming forward to say that they too have been privy to the illicit research conducted by the montauk project beginning the process of circular reinforcement that is the essential mechanism of a conspiracy theory. So I think that's what we talked about in your episode about, like, the whole circle Mm -hmm. thing. Like, this is similar to that idea. Yeah. I just think it's, uh, I think I was going to say this earlier, too. I think it's, like, crazy to think this is a conspiracy, too, because this goes back to uh, Stargate and then also the uh, Polybius. Polybius. Yeah, that one, too. It's, like, it's so interesting that, like, all this, uh, 
there's all this documentation of like this stuff happening with the government but it's always used in terms of like conspiracy or like yeah almost like urban legend experimental but like hidden mm-hmm. i miss polybius i miss that case that was cool yeah like that's really something that i would like to revisit or like try to find a documentary just to like hear more but yeah that I was like that. one that i think of still i'm like wow yeah that one that one sticks in me it's crazy maybe that but, was yeah. the point <gasps> <Stop> <laughs> it. don't put that fear in my brain i'm a sleeper agent it. it makes sense now. <laughs> everything, everything adds up. Everything is adding up. <laughs> your love of watching video game play. Your love. <laughs> it makes sense. I'm horrified of you now. I can't. I don't feel safe with you in this room anymore. Just don't say my uh, my uh, password to your phone. Or no, don't say like the password to, to turn me on. My like, what's it like the fail safe? Oh, eight six. <laughs> no, that's my debit card. Number. I knew it. <laughs> That's just your SSN. <laughs> By the way, Logan showcases their SSN way too much to be yeah. like trusted in the world. It's I'm one just of saying. my bar tricks. Logan literally shows it in bars. I'm like, um, that's <laughs> funny. You have like one drink and you're like, hey, look at my, my SSN. Like, like look, I keep my SSN. <laughs> You've been doing that since day one. I'm like, you're gonna one day you're going to get your identity stolen and not realize why. And then I can start anew. It'll be beautiful. Oh, I think it's a lot more complicated than you think it is, especially getting an SSN. Like, you've got to go through some testing and it's probably not going to pass. It's a great point. Good luck. <laughs> so, in terms of his actual claims, Nichols' book goes in all in. Experiments in mind control and telepathy opening space-time portals to other dimensions. Let's go! I know! Contact with alien life and the abduction of runaway children. So, these are runaway children that kind of don't have like they're already missing so they're not going to be even more missing if they were mm-hmm. to get kidnapped, you know yeah to get taken by them so all under the authority of a u.s military program that actually financed uh by nazi gold recovery during world war ii so like oh. there are already some bad people financed by some sketchy things so this is from technology they knew about then like in World War II. Is yeah, well, it's under the authority of a program that was financed by okay a Nazi gold re- that was recovered from World War II. So like, oh, kind of okay. dirty, it's dirty money, now. but they're using it for these whack experiments. Dirty money for dirty experiments. For dirty, I mean, I don't agree that they're experiment. I don't agree with where the money came from. I don't agree with that they are literally like abducting children. But I like the idea of like. Mm-hmm. The space-time portals, the time travel, why can't we just Why can't we just make uh, space portals ethical? Make them ethical. Make Honestly, ethical space portals. I don't it's know not why, hard. why are they taking the children? I'd offer myself up. <laughs> you would willingly go. Literally, I, pay me a couple. I mean, I want to get that money, too. But, right. like, come on. Take, <laughs> I, I would do it for free. I'm that desperate. I just kind of would like the money. It's convenient. But, like, that'd be your life, though, so yeah. you wouldn't even need money. Like, that's it. We need to... Get in contact with some people. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I think you need to... I know. Some people donate plasma. I just want to, like, donate my body for this experiment. You know? <laughs> Respectfully. I don't see the issue. Like so, a... with so many claims in play, untangling it all is an epic undertaking. Fortunately, we at least know where to start. So we'll start with the Philadelphia experiment. This is where we're going to get into some different experiments. Okay. Ooh. So, Stargate will come up. Just a little heads up. Great. But... We're going to get into the Philadelphia experiment. So the story of the Montauk Project intersects with a long-standing and somewhat well-known conspiracy theory regarding the so-called Philadelphia experiment of 1943. According to lore, the U.S. military was trying to find ways to bypass Nazi radar during World War II 
by using electromagnetic fields. Mm. The various versions of the story say that the military successfully developed a technique that rendered the USS Eldridge, stationed at a naval shipyard in Philadelphia, not just invisible to radar, but completely invisible to the naked eye. No way. That's really creepy and crazy no they even way. did that. Um, what's more, the ship was supposedly then transported through a hole in space-time to Norfolk, Virginia, more than 200 miles away. So this also comes into play with the idea of, like, just ships traveling through, like, weird portals, like we've talked about with, like... That's wild. What was it, Bermuda Triangle, like, that kind of stuff? Yeah, no, that's exactly where my brain was going to. Yeah. So wait, they're saying that it was, like, magnetic fields in Philadelphia that were, like, making this kind of, like, uh moment to make the portal and also camouflage the ship like that yeah. they, they set up hosts like, there they found they developed some technique to be able to like transport through a hole in the space time to travel to virginia more than 200 miles away so like obviously this is all like mm-hmm. quote conspiracy but it's interesting that this yeah. idea exists in the first place it's like it has to be rooted in some fact yeah also like people are going to have a record if a ship just completely went off the radar you know what i mean yeah. if it's not rendered to the naked eye that it yeah. How does it exist, and how did it get there if it didn't exist? And I feel weird. like it's just so interesting to think about, like, how did the ship, like, get in? Did it have to, like, sail into the portal, or did they just, like, immediately, like, teleport it? You know what I mean? I don't like, know. Like, it's interesting. Because boats aren't fast. <laughs> no, well, depending on how fast, but it's still not that fast compared to other ways yeah. to travel. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird that they found a way to manipulate the electromagnetic field yeah. to do this kind of stuff. I'm like, how did, what were they doing to figure that yeah. out? It also just, like, makes me, like, freaked out, like, if it was a thing, too, because, like, you know when you go to, um, like, you're just walking down the street, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just kind of feel a vibe. Oh, off vibe? Yeah, like, something's there, but there's nothing there, like, you can't see anything with, like, your naked eye. It just makes me feel like that with, like, a camouflage idea. Like, imagine someone's walking down the dock, just, like taking in their air and Mm -hmm. just being like okay ah this is a great night and doesn't see anything like out on the water but like they're Mm -hmm. doing this experiment i don't know it's just like weird because it's like you just feel in the back of your head oh something's going on here i just feel like those kind of ideas trip me up because it would have like oh they could possibly be there like camouflaged into like nothingness or like the idea Mm. of like if they're hopping timelines yeah or like even a different dimension like the idea that something else can live mm. on a different plane, but the same existence as you, but you can't see it. Like, do you know mm. how people, like, show... Like, in the movie, was it Ghost Story? When the ghost was existing equal time with, like, the living yeah. people? And, like, yeah. the people didn't know. And did the ghost think... I don't remember, was yeah. it living its own It was, life? like, a sixth sense yeah. kind of situation. Like, you can sense something is weird or off, but you can't quite place it. Like, this reminds mm. me of, like, two different things happening on the same plane yeah. of existence. But not being aware of each other and like playing with that idea. Have you been to uh Gravity Hill? I have not. I've vaguely heard of it. What is it again? If you could remind me. So it's... Gravity Hill, it's a place in I believe Pennsylvania. I don't know the name of the town. Would mm-hmm. have to look it up. Um but I've been there before and basically it is a area where there's so many theories about it. Like we could do like even like a mini episode about it sometime. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, in this area, the gravitational pull, like, the magnetic fields just, like, make everything, like, backwards. Like, oh. if you go to the bottom of the hill and you put your car in neutral, it'll, like, 
go uphill because the gravity what? is like messed up there. Ah, that's crazy. isn't that wild? I, I I think the reason I'm bringing it up is because I remember going there and feeling like a sixth sense kind of like heebie-jeebies things. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I knew I was going there and it was gonna be weird, but. Maybe yeah. that has to do with, like, magnetic fields, too. Like, we just can feel those things, and yeah. we don't fully know that all the time. Maybe that weird feeling you get isn't, like, a ghost. Maybe yeah. it's the government with a magnetic field. Like, it could literally be the government, but also, like, yeah. we know when we've heard of things about, like, ghosts <laughs> being able to be, like, where there are stronger levels of, like, electric electricity and, like, yeah, things like mind. that. Like, they're yeah. more likely to be a hot spot for the paranormal to happen. I retract my statement then, yeah, like, literally ghosts do yeah. have, like, magnetic fields, like, they Yeah, that's why there's, that. like, different readers that oh. are set off by things, but, like, that could explain why you felt so weird, because it could have been a hotspot for paranormal activity. Also, but yeah. But it could have been something like this as well, because for something so strange to happen, it would have to do with, like, the, like, the magnetic electricity kind of stuff, like. That's so wild. It makes sense, and it's uh. creepy as heck that this boat could literally transport to Virginia, what the I don't, heck? <laughs> I don't even have like my tinfoil hat on add on at this point. I'm yeah. like dressed in it. Said, like I I'm believe. ready for the Met Gala. I believe it's no conspiracy, it's real. I believe. I believe I can fly. <laughs> okay. So when the Eldridge reappeared at the Philadelphia shipyard several minutes later, some crew members had been fused into the bulkheads of the ship ew, or had re-materialized inside out. <gasps> So the members had either been fused into the like ship you can itself. See all the organs? Mm-hmm. No. First off, I'm sick to my stomach. No that way. Is, uh, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. Like, imagine someone's head's just inside the boat. Not to not to do this as a bit, but can you imagine yeah. being the guy that's like half your like what if your like butt is on the outside <laughs> of the ship? And yeah. then your torso up is, like, inside of it. So your butt's just, like, hanging and out. And he sees everyone else really messed <laughs> up. And he's like, I was so close. Like, I guys, so what's close. happening right now? Guys? Why is my butt cold? <laughs> why, why is it raining? I'm afraid. Guys. I can't. Ugh. I'm wearing socks. It's, my my toes are going to get tripled. You're cold and wet. <laughs> he's just panicking. But, yeah, what? What, what, Yeah, what, no, what? that's horrifying. Returning back to Philadelphia know. and literally... What? Mm-mm. I'm disturbed. So those who weren't driven ins- driven insane by the disorientation they experienced while the ship was in a so-called, quote, hyperspace bubble that existed out of a space-time, uh, nearly all of the key details are either disprovable through obvious chronological inconsistencies or violations of the established laws of physics. Uh, moreover, no two retellings of the Philadelphia Experiment story are ever the same, and people who actually served on the Eldridge in 1943 dispute the story entirely. So, like, there's a lot of different variations of the story, and some people mm-hmm. who were on this, like, served on the Eldridge, like, are like, hey, no, that wasn't real. So, like, like that didn't happen. But yeah. it's like, well, some people said it did, so it's really hard. Yeah. And maybe they weren't turned inside out. The people who turned inside out don't mm-hmm. have time to tell the story. Unless they got brain, brain. Unless they were brainwashed. Brainwashed. You're right, you're right. So nonetheless, this conspiracy theory has been bouncing around for a few decades before wow. it helped give birth to the Montauk Project story. So this next one is called A Tale of Two Portals from a Philadelphia Experiment to the Montauk Project. Okay. So in 1984, a schlocky, otherwise forgettable B-movie 
was made about the Philadelphia Experiment, aptly titled The Philadelphia Experiment. So check wow. it out. I haven't Genius. watched it yet, so well, watch name. it together. Let me know if you watch Aww. it. Um, so when a 57-year-old man named Al Biglick saw the movie in 1988, he claimed that he experienced an overwhelming sense of deja vu. Using new age therapies and practices, Bilek said that he was able to unlock a massive store of repressed memories about his extensive involvement, not just in the Philadelphia experiment, but in something called the Montauk Project, as well as that the two stories were intertwined. First off, creepy that he uncovered this stuff in therapy and had this yeah. thing been watching this movie. Well, no, when you, like, have trauma, like, that deep, like, you, like, hide it, and then, like, yeah. when it all comes up, it's, like, it is a frightening thing yeah so like, like it could be one thing to like unravel yeah. it and you're like oh what was that and then you go to therapy and it's like here we go like, like it all adventure. like comes together and it feels just so real yeah to you because it's it like was. someone pulled a loose string and like now you're unraveling a whole blanket yeah that's, that's kind of great example. the same vibe yeah so it was getting intertwined with all this stuff so <laughs> suggesting that his memory has been wiped using the cia's mk ultra technique which we yeah. talked about well, logan talked about in their episode <laughs> um uh it was to maintain the secrecy of the program violet claimed that his real name was edward cameron and that he and his brother duncan cameron were crew members on the eldridge in 1943 when they were only in their 20s so like, oh. these were young guys yeah and, like i'm curious to see if it'll talk about his brother's experience like if he remembers anything this is what 40 lived. years later too Right? Um, yeah, yeah, Jump in 1984. Yeah. They were there in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so he's like 60 now, 60, 70. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to like suppress a lot of that. It's been like yeah. 40 some years and it was terrifying. But also, Especially how hard if you were brainwashed too. 20 years later, can you imagine processing yeah. something like that 20 years later? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. Wild. So Bilek told a story to an audience at the Mutual UFO Network Conference in 1990. So eventually went forward in 1990 telling the story saying not only that the Philadelphia experiment was real, but that he and his brother were aboard the ship when it happened. He oh, said wow. that none other than uh, Nikola Tesla himself had engineered the equipment that caused the Eldridge to break out of space and time, and that had opened up a wormhole to the future, which dropped the two brothers in the middle of Montauk's Camp Hero on August 12th, 1983. What? What's Camp Hero? Um, camp Hero. It was just one of Montauk's projects i think where it was where i think where it took place was called camp hero okay got the project take took place but that's cool he's basically saying he he, they opened up a wormhole and he was dropped in the future to this and also the fact that nikola tesla was the one he said that engineered this whole thing like the whole equipment that caused this to happen wow i'm like that's horrifying what else is out there Mm -mm. casually I mean, it goes back again to, like, the Bermuda Triangle thing, too, that, like, mm-hmm. oh, they just, like, created a wormhole. I could, like, see that. Yeah. You know? But also, this really makes sense that, like, Stranger Things was loosely based off of it, because even if you look, flash forward to, like, the later seasons and the beginning, it really makes sense oh. with, like, spoilers, but the newest season, how there's, like, they're speaking of, like, time change and, like, mm. that kind of stuff. Like, when they go back How time and hasn't moved at all in Yeah, there. and, and then, like, there's just weird mm-hmm. stuff going on. So it makes yeah. a lot of sense, all these different correlations to these projects it happening. Also, it also goes back to how, um, the portal kept not being closed because there was a small fragment of it, yeah. and that's how other portals had opened up and, mm-hmm. like, made their way through our world, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see how making, like, some giant portal is going to, mm-hmm. uh, create 
a lot of little portals. Like, oh, we closed it. It's fine. You know? Just like like Stranger Things. It's like, you see what happened there? Makes me concerned how many Mm -hmm. other portals could exist in our actual universe. You're gonna leave, like, a trail of breadcrumbs. Like, whenever you, you know, you eat your baguette. (laughs) Eat your baguette, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my metaphor. doubling down. Everyone's (laughs) weird occurrences of deja vu. Everyone's weird, like, little things have happened. It's because Mm -hmm. someone out there goofed up the time stuff. Exactly. And maybe we know where it started, at least, like, in this range. It could have been opened way before this experiment, but I'm sure it did not help. That's, that's nuts. So that's wacky. So it dropped them at the Montauk camp. Um, at this point, Bakelik's story becomes convoluted, but the thrust of it is that he and his brother joined up with the Montauk project, which had grown out of the electromagnetic research of the Philadelphia experiment. Bilek claims he befriended Nicholas in the 1970s, so the author. He befriended the author in the 1970s, and that together they developed the Montauk Chair, a mind-reading device that was a central component of the entire project that helps provide a window into the specifics of the supported research. So, like, they created this chair that helps with all that stuff, a device. Oh, wow. I'm like, ew, the fact that, like, that guy literally helped build a mind-reading chair, and I wonder if that guy remembers it. In his book. I'm sure he did while he uncovered that stuff. Maybe not, because they strapped him right down in it. Yeah. They said, you created this? All right. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. You don't exist anymore. You're done. So, now we're going to get more into the Montauk chair, psychic espionage, and portals through time and space. All my favorite things in the Uh, world. My favorite words. (laughs) So, Preston Nichols detailed his alleged work on the Montauk project chair. So, like, he did remember the chair. In his book, Perfect. claiming it used electromagnetism to further the psychic powers of whoever sat in it, Duncan Cameron, in a stroke of uncanny coincidence, happened to have substantial psychic abilities, including the ability to manifest objects with his mind using this device. So he was able to manifest Nuts. specific objects out of nowhere and create yeah. them. Yeah, and create them. Yeah, he would create the objects with his mind using this device. So if he was connected to this device, he could be like, okay, I want a Coca-Cola and it would be... Wow. Which is something that hasn't been touched on in Stranger Things with, like... No, I don't think heard. that was even, like, a part of, like, the Stargate stuff at all. That no. was more, like, telekinesis and, like, in different rooms. Not, yeah. like, fully manifesting like something Like, materializing an object out of nowhere. Wow, wouldn't that hurt your head, though? Like, I, I don't know, like just that idea. I feel like it would not be good for you. Oh, my gosh. That's... That'd be exhausting. So, I get heart... I, I get, like, a headache uh, just thinking about... Have you thinking. seen that thing before where you, like, cl- like you close your eyes and you try to, like, imagine a cube and, like, a lot of people can't do it? Like, oh, like the different cube? sides of it? Or you see only a flat side? Is that what you're talking about? Like, you can't fully see the whole thing? Yeah, like, you can't visualize it. I'm trying to remember what that is called. I feel like I can sort of see it, like, on its side. But I can't, like, see all the different yeah. sides. But I don't know if you're supposed to be able to do that. It's just, like, something that not everyone is able to do. So... The ability to manifest object with his mind using the device. So, like, obviously he can manifest things with his mind. So this may sound familiar to the fans of Stranger Things, where a similar device is used by the character Eleven, played by Millie Bobby Brown, Mm -hmm. to open a portal to the parallel alternate dimension called the Upside Down. Uh, So she uses the idea of, like, ripping a whole portal open. Oh, that's how she'll open it. Like, she envisions the portal and yeah so i guess like it does it is the same thing but i i was thinking more of like hey here's a can of pop make it rather than like creating a creating portals and worlds even worlds yeah which that's a theory what side are you on with that what in what 
realm? Like, what idea? Like, there's theories. Bad? I know that, like, it might not be, like, a full theory, but I know they've talked about on Stranger Things before that, like, the Upside Down was already a thing, but have you seen the theories that, like, mm. the Upside Down was created by Eleven? Have you seen those theories? I saw that, like, it happened in, like, when she, spoiler, when she was fighting with, uh, Vecna guy. Mm-hmm. I've heard that theory. It kind of that, makes sense, that though. That she's the creator of the Upside Down the entire time. Yeah. Which would be T. And I feel like Nuts. it does kind of make sense because yeah. her power was too big for her to know what it was doing. They were saying that that world was, like, something about that world, like, being there or something. But, like, they have they've given it enough of wiggle room that you can have that theory. But, mm-hmm. like, if they don't mention it, it's not, like, the end of the world either. But I've heard that yeah. one before, which is nuts. Like, because if, if she's some manifesting things with her head, yeah. like... I mean, it makes sense. Especially with giving her power, it makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense. And I feel like I could definitely believe a theory like that. And if this guy's doing that, too, with, like, this kind of, like, head thing, like, creating portals and stuff, it's yeah. hard not to create a portal and not want to manifest things inside of that dimensional area, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I think she did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand on that rock for now. Double down until next season, season five comes yeah, out. next season I'll be wrong, and that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it, I'll take it. So, if we go back to the Upside Down, in the Montauk Project lore, Cameron and the other Project researchers would use the Montauk chair to similarly open portals through space-time. So they open more than one, which obviously, as we know, creates lots of issues. So they mm-hmm. created more than one portal. Dumb. Dumb. Uh, dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Nichols described dumb. another experiment in his book that is curiously similar to what Logan has talked about, remote viewing. And yes, we love remote viewing. So... A paranormal concept that was actually researched by the CIA, and Nichols writes that the first experiment was called the seeing eye. So with the lock of a person's hair or other appropriate object in his hand, Duncan could concentrate on the person and be able to see as if he was seeing through their eyes, hearing through their Mm. ears, and feeling through their body. I just got chills. I don't like the idea of feeling through their body. Oh, imagine if I felt like what you felt, being cold all the time. That'd be a shame. Wow. Chronic go, migraines. Oh, you oh, get it's it so all. cold in here. It's so cold, I can't breathe. Why is it 85 degrees in it's here? It's only 85, I'm gonna freeze. <laughs> yeah, so awful. Uh, he could actually, actually see through other people anywhere on the planet. So, like, he could see whatever he wanted to see, whenever he wanted to see mm-hmm. it, which, that freaks me out, because it's like possession, but, like, you're yeah. a human being, and you can do whatever you want. I feel like that's kind of like a superpower. I feel like I would like it, but I think I would also hate it. I don't think I'd like that. I mean... I feel like it's how my brain works now. Like, just, uh, different pathways and, like, thinking about stuff, different outcomes. You would want... Would you want to be the person who is the possessor or the possessee? Oh. Like, you're the one... They're taking over your body or you're the one taking over someone else's body. I take over someone else's body. You're crazy, I think. Well, I just want to know what it's like. I'm not going to do anything. I'm a good, nice person. I would never... Oh, I believe that. I just, uh-huh. I'm just curious. I'm like, I wonder what you that guy is doing. You could literally get away with anything you wanted because you blame it on the other person. That's so true. I go, I don't know, officer. I can rob banks. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know who robbed that bank. Oh, my God. It was God. little Jimmy down the street. He just gave me $25 million. <laughs> it's not my fault. He already gave it to me. It was a gift. I wouldn't put a little kid in jail for robbing the bank. It'd be I fine. Wouldn't. Let's put little Jimmy in jail. <laughs> put little Jimmy in the slammer and throw away the key. Throw away the key. Lock him up and <laughs> throw away the key. So, um, but more so than remote viewing or any of other claims Nichols makes that one about the abduction of young children, some no older than four. 
to use as subjects in the Montauk Project's various experiments is surely the most shocking. Nichols referred to these underage abductees as the Montauk Boys, and said that they were snatched off the street or some even taken from their homes. So some were runaways and some were just straight up taken from their houses. Mm-hmm. Which, how the heck did they do that? Oh According to Nichols, these children were so psychologically broken down by the Montauk Project that most would forget all about their time at Camp Hero for the rest of their lives. So yeah. obviously a lot of them forgot because they were so messed yeah. up Yeah, so it. again, like, even if they didn't do brainwashing, again, like, trauma plays a big role, so. Yeah, also, can you imagine remembering this and being like, yeah, yeah that, was, that had to be a dream. There's no way that was real. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if you were young enough, you could convince yourself it was a dream. You would be striving to find uh normalcy yeah. at some point point. or you'd think it was a movie you would try to like yeah you'd get hung life. up with who are your friends who's your significant other what's your job like where yeah. do you live like do you have any pets like just other things to distract your brain from like those yeah. experiences you would distract from the trauma and if you did start mm-hmm. to remember you would tell yourself that was a dream that was something i watched i made that up but you would try to like gaslight yourself into thinking it wasn't yeah. real because it's too crazy to be real like they had exactly. to say something like that mm-hmm. so And the stories of the Montauk boys only became more intriguing when someone started coming forward to confirm them. At least one man has claimed to similarly, quote, recover his traumatic memories of the Montauk project just as Bilek and Nichols had. Stuart Sturdwell, a 52-year-old man living in Michigan, told the Sun newspaper in 2017 that he was one of the Montauk boys, Nichols describes, and that he and others like him were subjected to horrific abuse. When the experiment started, this is a quote, when the experiments started, they'd start target expendable boys like orphans, runaways, or the children of drug addicts. The Whoa. kind of kids no one would really come looking for. The wow. aim was to fracture your mind so they could program you. They would change the temperature from very hot to very cold, starve you, um. then overfeed you. And he also remembered being beaten with a wooden pole. And they loved to hold your head underwater until you nearly drowned. That was effective. It makes a person listen to likely to listen to and to obey their rescuer quote they also used lsd to put our brains into an altered state so that's like like stargate and then also the polybius thing yeah so like which again is like more like the conspiracy or they're tying together mm -hmm. like it's just crazy how much like these kids that were already most likely coming from mm -hmm. horrific like households when they were younger to then be put through like even more extensive abuse that was like no exactly far beyond what like any kid should be going through. Kids shouldn't have to go through any abuse yeah. in the first place. But, like, and especially something so the, demented. Yeah. And yeah. especially just the way, like, he explained it so vividly and descriptive. It just feels mm-hmm. like, you know, why, like, why, like, lie about something like that? Or, like, why would you know that they had such a specific amount of rules for certain tasks? Yeah. Unless it was, like, um, enforced Mm -hmm. by somebody like someone was enforced to do those things but it's also like the very specific things this guy is describing like Mm -hmm. no one's going to make up oh yeah like they would like beat me with a wooden pole they would change the temperatures to mess with us feed us and starve us like yeah just very in and out of just these random very specific Mm -hmm. things that like clearly have to have had some truth in them because they are true to him in some element like you don't just make something like that up no exactly so like he definitely has put through something. And, like, it really does freak me out, the stuff with, like, LSD. Giving children LSD 
nuts. I, that's really messed up. And, like, I can imagine stuff like that at a young age, and yeah. in general, messes with your brain. Well, that's what we had uh, talked about before, though, is that they had no idea, like, what... Like, it doesn't make it right, but they yeah. had no idea, like, what LSD was. They truly thought it was, like, some type of mind control stuff or had some powers to do yeah. that stuff when literally all it does is just change the way your brain's making things work yeah and i'm sure like that kind of stuff would make like it makes people hallucinate so i'm sure like these kids going through like these crazy experiments and then mm-hmm. adding all these hallucinate hallucinogenic effects on it that's going to make that stuff seem even further from like what reality is so when yeah. they do get flopped back into their real life they're like oh that was some wacky dreams exactly like they're just gonna feel a lot of tension and like anxiety and fear associated with that stuff so they're either gonna block it out or think Mm -hmm. they made it up yeah because that's crazy yeah no exactly especially at a young age dealing with all of that like Mm -hmm. you will block that out yeah and i wonder too like if uh them working with mind control stuff had something to do with it too like it uses a certain part of the brain with like where their memories are and where they were in that environment Mm -hmm. and maybe not using that power anymore would make you know, the memories kind of fade away, too. Like, it's in such early development that would yeah. make sense that it's using a very different part of their brain that's not fully developed to remember these crazy things. Like, yeah. Like, you just don't know. And, like, especially at that time with no true understanding of, like, what yeah. long-term effects could be of LSD. Mm-hmm. Like, just very strange. Brains, the brain is a weird thing, so I think there's a lot to be said about how they did end up remembering it or how mm-hmm. someone would suppress it as well. Yeah, and it's just crazy that it all eventually did come to light with them. Mm-hmm. But um, Swerdlow added that he also observed project staffers abusing the children in order to break them down. Swerdlow even alleged um, that he and the other Montauk boys were sent to Mars and back to biblical what? times via the project portals. Biblical times? Biblical times. Oh, no. What? That sounds actually kind of scary. What? Are they with Jonah in the wheel? The whale? They're inside the whale with Jonah. They're in the whale with Jonah. They saw Noah's Ark. Like, that's just crazy to think about. Back to Bib... And then to Mars. Mars was thrown so casually. Yeah, like, like, so nonchalantly. Biblical times and Mars, that's a lot to process in a casual sentence. Very, very Candace Flynn, (laughs) Phineas and Ferb. Now, I'm the queen of Mars. I'm the queen of Mars. I was invisible on Earth. (gasps) Stop. Logan, I'm gonna throw up. Don't even say that. I don't like that. Do they know something we don't? What's the name? Dan Schneider? Not Dan Schneider. Not Dan Schneider. Swampy Dan. What the heck's his name? Dan Marsh and the other guy. Dan. Is his name Dan? I might be mixing both of them together. What the heck is his name? Dan. Is it Uh, Dan or am I crazy? I'm looking. TikTok guy. TikTok guy. That's Swampy. That that, that guy is. I'm not thinking of Swampy. What's the guy on TikTok? Dan Dan Pop. Pavemeyer. Dan Pavemeyer. Oh my pa- god. Pavemeyer. And How then Jeff Swampy Marsh. That's the other guy. I don't know who Jeff is, but You don't Dan. know who Jeff is? <laughs> no. He's the fedora man. Oh! He's the guy. I'm understanding. Yeah. No. Wait. I'm... Is... What? Queen of Mars. Wait. They're... Yeah. They're both guys in their own... <laughs> I'm, like, Logan... I'm like trying to make a theory. It's them. And they didn't age. That's all I'm gonna say. <gasps> Wait a second. Every, I'm gonna have to. It's summer all up. the time. Isn't that a little weird? Yeah. Whoa. Isn't that? I don't know. They went to a know. camp once. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> it, no, 
didn't Phineas go to that really sketchy camp in the movie? <gasps> yeah. Oh Wait, weren't they oh brainwashed and went oh to that god. boarding school? Oh my god. Oh my god. <gasps> I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw up. This is too much. This Wait, didn't much. they go to an alternate dimension? <laughs> yeah. And then they met their clones of themselves that were brainwashed and couldn't remember like what it was like to have fun because uh, they were so enforced. I think I'm gonna pass out. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. We figured out the secret meeting to Phineas and Ferb. Oh my god. Also, oh my I apologize gosh. deeply to Dan, Dan Pottermeyer for even mentioning him in the same regard to Dan Schneider, that piece of trash. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're like, I'm so sorry. Know that I know what I said and I understand it. It was a huge mistake and I love Dan <laughs> Pottermeyer. <laughs> Dan Schneider's a bad man. You're getting ahead of your notes app apology. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I, un, I need to apologize after something like that. That's blasphemous. That's straight up blasphemous. Like, even if anyone doesn't think it's rude, I I, I think it's rude. Know that that hurt me more than it hurt everyone. <laughs> N- not even more than Dan Pottermeyer. I'm sorry. So, back to biblical times. Great. Um, in the early days, as they were perfecting the coordinates, a lot of the boys were simply lost, he said. I still have nightmares about it today. I wasn't there when the Montauk chair was shut off, but I felt like it. Like I had suddenly been unplugged from electricity. Oh, ew. I mean, I can understand that visual. That makes sense to me. It makes sense. So now we're going to go to the end of the Montauk project and the true story behind Stranger Things. So, all of the project's experiments finally came to an end in the early 1980s, Nichols claimed. When things finally went too far, even for the researchers responsible. Nichols claimed that whatever someone sitting in the chair envisioned would first appear on the transmitter screen before being manifested in the real world in either solid or transparent form. The Montauk project was shut down after Nichols and Duncan Cameron, along with other participants, rebelled against the project when something especially sinister was manifested. What? Quote, We finally decided we had enough of the whole experiment. The contingency program was activated by someone approaching Duncan while he was in the chair and simply whispering, quote, the time is now. At this moment, he let loose of the monster from his subconscious and goes on to say, and the transmitter actually portrayed a hairy monster. It was big, hairy, hungry, and nasty, but it didn't appear underground in the null point. It showed up somewhere on the base. It would eat anything it could find and smashed everything in sight. It's Demogorgon. Literally a hairy Demogorgon. And then he said, Werewolf Demogorgon. That that would be even scarier than actual Demogorgon. Hairy guy. Oh, closing chapter of the summer tape. Starting with werewolves, now starting with uh, hairy werewolf Demogorgon. It all comes back. It all comes back together. It keeps flooding back. Anyway, back to the horror. So he said several people saw it, but almost everyone described a different beast. So them saying that makes me almost think that like whatever it can shapeshift, it can shapeshift into your deepest fear of a monster which was oh. what i was thinking i don't know but like that sound if someone's seeing something different and they're all terrified it has to be some subconscious yeah. fear of something Ooh, so that's like, what i think oh no <laughs> no 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 it just makes me wonder too with like um the LSD stuff also, oh. how it unlocks parts of your brain and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I could see how that could even be a thing. Like if this thing was in there and they were on something like yeah. too, how it unlocks the like craziest fear or maybe since it's like alternate dimensions and mm-hmm. like can jump between like minds, like maybe it can go into your mind and be like, I'm going to convey this perspective yeah. to this person and not even realize they're doing it. I mean, it makes sense that sinister stuff would appear when they're doing stuff like this, because I've heard, like, 
stories of people who have tried different substances and like when they're in a bad place it gets very dark yeah so like them being on something like lsd or even like in these like emotionally manipulated type of situations where their brain's still developing that they could manifest something dark because they've been through so much yeah and like are in a bad place that they would see this really dark imagery mm-hmm. and the fact that they brought it to life for themselves is even more horrifying uh... like they're going through all of that and then they see this on the base absolutely Mm-mm. not like you're not Mm-mm. safe even in your subconscious almost it's a no-go for me it's a no-go. Oh, i can't imagine mm-hmm. i don't even know what the my worst fear would look like i i'm not oh. gonna think about it i'm yeah. not manifesting nothing I'm going to move on from it. That's a therapy talk. <laughs> That's a whole therapy talk. So, Nichols said that they had to destroy all of the equipment in order to remove this creature from existence and send it back to its original dimension or something to that effect. Mm. This is clearly the inspiration for a similar narrative in Stranger Things. Yeah. Where Eleven summons a monster which similarly goes on to wreak havoc. According- Aha! Aha! We've got the answer. According to Variety, show creators Matt and Ross Duffer were so inspired by the Montauk Project that the original title for the the Netflix hit was simply called Montauk. So that was actually the original title, which is very cool. No way! I didn't know that. Yeah. So after filmmaker Charlie Kessler filed a lawsuit against the brothers for allegedly plagiarizing a short film, The Montauk Project, the setting was changed from Long Island to the suburbs of Indiana, so that's why it takes place in Indiana. Mm. Uh, regardless of the creative squabble with Kessler, the Netflix show clearly relied heavily on Nichols' work. So, like, they were heavily inspired, obviously. Yeah, very inspired, yeah. Yeah. So then, the next question is, was there any truth to the Montauk Project story? So, according to Nichols, the basement levels of Camp Hero were flooded with cement once all the equipment was destroyed. And the project was shut down, with everyone involved in the project having their memories of the project suppressed using MKUltra techniques. So the decommissioned facilities at Camp Hero are still standing, however attracting curious passerby and local townsfolk to this day, regardless of what actually happened there. The Sage Radar Facility has become a notable landmark for boats sailing around the fork of Long Island, so it was left standing when the Air Force shut it down with the loss of last of its air traffic control operations at the facility in 1984, giving the site an eerie, disquieting presence. So, like, if you go past it today, it's, like, just a really weird vibe. and Like, like there's magnetic fields. Yeah. <laughs> also, thinking about a building being completely cemented shut, that doesn't give good vibes in the first place. That's yeah. actually really scary. What do you about. have to hide that it has to be completely covered in cement that it can't be, like, yeah. ever gotten to it's like just in case this thing starts to turn on by itself or like it's cemented shut so like mm-hmm. in theory nothing should be coming back from it Mm-mm. hopefully anything horrifying so the military for its part had disputed that anything like the montauk project took place on long island but these sorts of denials often do little to dissuade believers because the u.s government likewise denied their research into mind control and remote viewing with just as much assuredness as they deny Nichols' claims. And then we got declassified documents yeah. that it truly happened. So, and like, that we it get the facts. Real. And it's like, if they're denying yeah. something that supposedly happened, and there's all these people with records of it, mm-hmm. then it's clearly something that yeah. did happen, and they're still trying to hide it. Even though even though uh, the Stargate Project had a couple of, like, failed, like, silly stuff, like, happening in it that was kind of like, okay, they yeah. were just... Go- a little far out there with some of the stuff because I remember mine was a little more like, oh, there's a lot going on yeah. here, 
and they were taking a lot of bets on stuff that was mm-hmm. like not worth funding but with this it sounds like too again like maybe it was worth funding or it's something they really don't want to get out yeah but even like releasing stuff like stargate mm-hmm. to make it seem like oh it's just a silly little project would we'll make things thing. like this if they ever got declassified seem oh not so crazy right well also like i don't think they would want stuff like this to come to light anyway because no, one it was, it was used with dirty money so the fact mm-hmm. that like hey we funded this with really a messed up money source literally from what if it's still being used like what if it's still like partially alive and that could it's the, it can't too. be declassified because it's still ongoing. It's either still ongoing or they're still using the money that's dirty money. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, they're not going to promote, hey, we literally abducted all these children. That no, were already, no, they would never. They would never. They would never. They'd be like, oh, yeah, their parents signed waivers. I'm sure they did not. And, like, it was a yeah. long time ago. So, like, 1940s, they, this ain't. This isn't a school field trip. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. you can get away with a lot more back then. Like, wow. You shouldn't be able to, but they somehow pulled off some really shady stuff. All throughout history. So, um, obviously then, right up to the moment, the research documents on MKUltra and other similar projects were, as we said, declassified. So, like, Mm -hmm. all of the information came out to play. Right. Um, While most locals, likewise, consider the Montauk Project story to be a fabrication, they aren't entirely convinced by the U.S. military's insistence that the Camp Hero and Air Force Station facilities were entirely above board either. So, quote, says, no doubt stories have been embellished, said Paul Mont, the president of the local chamber of commerce. And then he mm. goes on to say, but I don't doubt that the things that went on there in the Cold War years, even today, the bases patrolled and watched. They obviously don't want people in there even now. So, like, yeah. it's still very secretive. Even if now. even if everything is wild to their imagination, like most of this stuff, because a lot of what you talked about is mm-hmm. a little crazy to think could realistically happen also in long island like like, imagine casually long island all this wacky oh that's just long island that's That's just their shtick they're living their best life paranormal activity and aliens that's just long island baby we're in the fabrication of space and time it's just long island baby love it it's just long island baby i love it i love long island i love it we love the people we love the aliens i love the medium the medium the mediums and the medium we love it all medium i just i finally got that thank you thank you i love her i love her (laughs) but yeah so basically if the local chamber of commerce guy the president is literally saying (laughs) yeah i don't know if i believe this what did she say i said Teresa caputo i'm gonna throw up so i think that's her name (laughs) sorry (laughs) it is Teresa. i think i think it's caputo Teresa caputo i don't know her last name the long island medium this is so random but do you ever watch chrisley knows best no what's that I'm not going to go into it then. But basically, <laughs> I'll get into the tea about it. I'm not going to tell the whole story. Silly little show, but for years, everyone's been like, oh yeah, this guy is gay and he's been cheating on his wife. It came out this year that he's been cheating on his wife this whole time. It's tea. Wait, the Adam Levine stuff? No. Oh. But yeah, I heard oh, that too. Heard that, that stuff. too. That's tea. That's tea. Oh my but gosh. But Chris Lee knows best. It's a TV show with like these crazy, basic white family and like they're rich they're richy rich and they're snobby and so funny to watch but they're chaotic it's just like everything gets ruined for them everyone yeah like family that sounds fun it is 
the tea I mean, is it's not crazy. fun if it was... The show but, is, like, like the fun. show's like a train wreck you can't stop watching, though. I love and, that. And, like, I watched it way back in the day, and I was like, something seems off on this whole vibe, but I'm gonna keep watching. And then oh, I came I out this year that he was literally gay and cheating on his wife this whole time. And I'm like, good for him. Not cheating on his wife or being gay. I'm excited for him <laughs> to kind of like be out. Be who you <laughs> are. <laughs> but don't cheat on your wife. Just tell her you don't love her anymore. <laughs> and you never do, because you're gay. You're allowed to be gay. You just... Don't, just tell your wife. Oh my god, don't cheat. Grow up. <laughs> just show up to the house with papers. And then immediately get on the apps. Divorce. Find I'm yourself gay. a new man. Yeah, find yourself a real man. Mm-hmm. You don't need that wife. Just tell her politely you don't love her anymore. It's simple yeah, as that. I think that's fair. They'd react a lot better than they'd react if you were cheating. They'd probably kill you. Do you want to be dead and gay? No. You want to be... <laughs> You want to be gay and happy. (laughs) That did not come off the way I wanted it to come off. (laughs) Just choose your path in a healthy way for both parties. So even today, that basis patrol didn't watch. So obviously they didn't want people in there then or now. So like there's clearly something shady going on. And even the president of like the Chamber of Commerce recognizes that he doesn't know if he believes other stuff happened there, but he believes something shady is going on that they're still hiding to this day. So, exactly. like, if that guy can admit, like, they've got some dark secrets there, then, like, mm-hmm. there has to be some sort of truth in what everyone yeah. has been saying this whole time. Exactly. And so, I feel like that's something we've seen a lot in a lot of the cases we've covered lately mm-hmm. is a lot of them aren't fully, like, yeah, I don't think all the crazy stories are true, but I think there's some... Uh, truth to it yeah you know just like the chupacabra thing is like yeah it's kind of nuts but you know there has to be some truth to it and people have found this weird phenomenon with it you know it's it's just i think that's something that's come up in a lot of cases lately with us it's just Mm -hmm. like there has to be some truth behind it even if it's not what we fictionally uh believe in now yeah and you really can't deny facts that people's experiences are like legitimate hard facts of like yeah they've cemented up this building there's really shady yeah. stuff that people still can't go into it or like yeah things something you can't was deny. going on that they don't want them to know about. yeah and it's like 100%. okay i don't trust mm-hmm. you so there was a filmmaker named christopher Giratano whose documentary called the montauk chronicles explores the history of this subject and he believes that it's important to consider a few precedents before writing off the story entirely So he says, the more I researched, the more I've begun to believe that it's not so ludicrous, he said. We know there was military interest in paranormal phenomena. Project Stargate, which began in 1978, was later declassified, looked at whether psychics could perform remote viewing and see events from great distances. MKUltra used vulnerable people like prisoners. So why is it so far-fetched that orphans or runaway boys would be targeted? They seem exactly the sort of subjects who would be able to easy take from their homes and montauk would be the ideal facility in the winter it's like a ghost town so basically this guy was like yeah this is a really like chill place no one's really coming around here especially in the winter like it's very yeah no one's coming around here and like they've already declassified stargate and Mm -hmm. all the horrific stuff that went down there why is it so crazy that this could be happening here with runaway boys who aren't going to be noticed exactly or like just kids aren't gonna be noticed missing from their homes yeah like this guy's like yeah there's some definite facts there which we we know which is what one of the things that i think is factual about it i do believe like i could see that kidnapping happening like Mm -hmm. uh hush don't tell like 
I don't know. Just yeah. it, it, that that seems a little factual. I could see where they could uh, pr- uh, monopolize off of that or capitalize yeah. on it. I guess is the better word. But yeah, I guess just going off of that. Before I get into the outro, what are your final thoughts? Do you think this is something that is completely factual? Something that's rooted in fact? Like, what elements do you believe and not believe? Do you believe it all? What are your thoughts? Oh boy. Um, hmm. I I want to pick my battles because I yeah. think I always go out of these with I think it's a bit of both, but I need to <laughs> yeah. figure out what I think is real and what I think is maybe a little skeptical. Yeah. Um. I think the idea of the magnetic fields with the boats in Philadelphia mm-hmm. is really, really interesting to me. I could believe that. Yeah. Uh, especially with how I was going on about the magnetic fields and Sixth Sense stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, like, very much a possibility. We, there's a lot of phenomenon that comes with that. And yeah. It's been proven before that we have tried, like, stuff with teleportation before, and we're trying to make those innovative technologies. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's too far-fetched. Um, I do think, like, there was projects probably happening with these kids similar to Stargate, like, um, they fully were trying to, um, have this stuff come up. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't know about is, like, maybe the idea of, like, that, like, demon werewolf thing. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. that one's a little too, like, horror-y, like, Demogorgon kind of stuff, because mm-hmm. we've talked about it before, like, I think cryptids are really cool, and I think, like, there's cases for them being real but this just seems a little too far-fetched with the idea of like interdimensional demon is coming out and torturing everyone yeah but i think it does go back to what i was saying about the lsd stuff yeah where it's very possible that these kids could have been a part of these experiments and had a bad trip and saw those things Mm -hmm. or like even a person or a dog you know where just their worst fears coming to life like Imagine, again, like, mass hysteria, but then on LSD, and then put that you're a a scared child on top of that. You took the words straight out of my mouth. Really? I was thinking the same exact thing, almost, with, like, the whole monster thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like that could have been, like, a trip thing for them, so Mm -hmm. if that was real to them, like, that's still trauma, even if it wasn't, like, in factual reality. It still happened to them, Mm -hmm. even if it was, like, imagination. I feel like the only thing I have to add to that, because, like, I had that exact same thought thinking about, like, I don't know how real that thing was. Mm -hmm. But then it also, for me, comes down to, like, maybe it had to have some sort of fact to it. Yeah. Just because, like, the people who, like, the people who were testing them, if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. did they also see this? And how, like, how did they respond to, like, whatever this could have been? Yeah. Like, unless, like, my thought is maybe that materialization of whatever that was like it was something like a huge monster to like these kids and like that's what they imagined they saw like how you talked about like their crazy like hallucinogenic effects along with their psyche Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff like creating a monster for them they're very afraid of Mm -hmm. but i feel like for the people who were not on the drugs like the adults or whoever was doing these experiments Mm -hmm. to them maybe these kids like conjured up some type of demon rather than like a creature so like like it's not from a different dimension it's more of a paranormal thing yeah like i'm thinking it's some sort of like scary demon looking thing Mm. and like i know they did say demon or huge creature but i feel like if it's going to be something that everyone saw it would make sense for it to be some sort of shape shifting demon that's kind of like yeah not super physical but like it's there 
I mean, I could see that. And I, I think I just thought of another point just now going off of that, mm-hmm. going back to how I made the bit about the like, uh, whole lab dedicated to like ghost experiments. Cause yeah. you were talking about how the camp has different areas. Yeah. I mean, it's possible too, that like, it could be something to do with like a paranormal camp or also mm-hmm. there could have been mutation experiments that were going yeah. on and one of them gotten out. Like, how hard would that really be? Yeah. That it's not an interdimensional demon, but it's something that we created yeah. with science in with science. With enough experiments and weird yeah. stuff going on, I'm sure something like that could appear. And, like, again, with the paranormal stuff, it is likely that it could have been something like that, considering yeah. all the experiments they were doing with all these elect- electromagnetic mm-hmm. fields and, like, yeah, there's just too it's, many options. I don't exactly. necessarily be- super believe it was an actual creature they were seeing, mm-hmm. rather than, like, some entity that they were seeing that they were making up but i feel like i do believe the stuff with the boat just because yeah. that stuff, I think that stuff's like so cool. how do you lose track of it there's no way you can mm-hmm. if you're tracking a boat wh- what happened yeah. to it where'd like, it go where'd that big big thing exactly. of metal go like we've had where enough like stories about all these boats going missing mm-hmm. with the pirate ships we talked about with the mm-hmm. weird triangle stories like that kind of stuff is just weird. But when there's electromagnetic poles happening and like weird disappearances, exactly, it makes sense. It makes sense that all these like portals in time and space could have opened. Like I believe a lot of it. It's just that one little section I'm trying to figure out. And yeah, we're nailing it down. We're figuring it out slowly yeah. but surely. I think there's like now. Um, honestly, we came up with some good, fair explanations for it that could be grounded in science. Because at first I was like, oh, it could be just like uh, the kids freaking out on LSD. But now yeah. it's like, oh. Maybe it is real. I just don't know if I believe that it's interdimensional yeah. uh, demon coming through a portal. I'm going to F all you up. Yeah, like that's just a little too, that's yeah. a little too far-fetched. And I'm pretty far-fetched, but that's just a little, yeah. I don't know how like You're a dog. You'll go, you'll go miles. Uh, I'll go you'll miles. Go miles with I it. Go, I'm like aliens. But you got to stop at some point. Yeah, yeah I got to have a limit and that's my yeah. limit. Like unless <laughs> there was more proof or more. Interdimensional demons coming out and making people suffer is where you cross the line. Yeah, I need more information to actually believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's get to the outro. So, as chilling as these notions are, the Montauk Project and the outlandish stories associated with it sit squarely within the realm of fiction or nonfiction, whatever you'd like to believe. So, but will some proof eventually spring forth from the depths of the government's archives in the coming years or decades? Perhaps only time will tell. But... I guess for now, the truth of the Montauk Project will forever remain a, a mystery. mystery. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys. Thank you guys. So much for watching. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at the mystery files underscore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we got our linktree.com uh, forward slash the mystery files where we got yeah. merchandise everywhere you can find us yes check us out everywhere we love you guys the most yes. always know that you can reach out to us via our instagram we're yes let us we're know. always on the interweb so if you want to send us a message or like suggest a case talk about a case we're here we love we're you the here most for and thank you as always for listening to us and this is the last episode of the summer tapes for this for summer season three and we'll be back yes. for season four hopefully next summer with it yeah. and then we will Hop right into our next season of the Mystery Files. We don't will. ask me what season it is because I don't know off the top of my head. We don't remember, Six, but maybe. we will be there or be square. But we will see you guys in the next coming weeks. Yes, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah.